Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and is for the title of greatest podcast ever made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook. And from Odessa, Texas, Caleb McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet World Order. Well, hello, everybody. It is the return of your boy, Austin Cook. And today, we are back with a new episode of the Internet World Order podcast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Caleb McLemore. Today, we are setting sail for something that has come around almost 20 years now. I, If you don't feel old yet, you absolutely will feel old when we talk about this movie. This movie somehow got made which is not you know like i'm not commenting on its quality i will because i love this movie and i think it's really good but one of the things about this movie is that it's it's astounding that it got made and if you kind of like look back at it you're like wow they it, it almost feels like they really like took a chance and really like kind of put themselves out there to make this happen and i'm just so like it's like a miracle that it came to be because you're like, yeah, you could say that it's based on an existing IP, but how many people knew about that existing IP? It's very much centered in the idea of like, if you go to Disneyland, you'll know that this thing exists, but there's not a plot to it. It's just a ride that they had at Disneyland and they made an entire movie off of it. And well, and eventually an entire franchise, right? Like this, extremely successful international franchise that's been going on for years now. And it also basically made Johnny Depp a leading man because, you know, he'd been in a lot of movies before that, but he'd never been like a big budget, like blockbuster franchise leading man. And this more than proved that he was capable of it if given the chance. And yeah, I'm sure if you guys have figured it out, this is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) Uh, Curse of the Black Pearl and I'm oh gosh we're gonna say Caribbean so many different ways throughout this I'm so sorry I'm gonna do my best even the movie does so (laughs) it's fine you know what it's perfect we planned this guys (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah I mean obviously you read the title when you clicked on this or downloaded however you consume the podcast so uh, yeah we're and what awesome means of like that it got made it's kind of just it's amazing because we hear, I mean, especially in the last, I'd say probably five years, we've heard so many stories about how companies are scared to take risks because movies cost so much money that they're afraid to lose the money, which is understandable. No one ever wants to lose money, but um, just the stuff you see in this movie, you almost have to stop, sit back and go, holy crap, this is a Disney movie. Yeah. Like, and at times you see, you're like, oh, yeah, this is a Disney movie. But, yeah. Oh, man, this is, uh, well, it was, I believe, the first PG 13 movie to be made under Disney's banner, like Disney's official banner, not like, you know, any kind of like sub, you know, or other companies they own and stuff. Yeah. You know, like I almost said Fox Searchlight, and I was like, okay, give that about 15 years. Yeah. But (laughs) I was like, okay, you'd get a little ahead of yourself. But like Disney produced this movie. And 
I think a lot of people were kind of shocked because they're like, uh, but you make like kids movies. And I was like, first of all, have you ever seen Black Cauldron? Because that movie is terrifying. Second example two: have you seen Hunchback of Notre Dame? Oh, my gosh, that's valid. I had, or like any villain death in any of the, like the Disney Renaissance movies like Clayton oh and gosh. Tarzan. I'm like, dude, that movie still haunts me that we even saw that like or uh, I forget his name, but the, the guy in Atlantis, mm-hmm. how he goes down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's oof. It's I mean, first gets turned into like an ice monster, <laughs> then dies. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's. Uh, ooh. <laughs> or these first movies. like it's straight up stabbed. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing about all this is that like the villain deaths in this movie are relatively kind of tame almost. Yeah, well, it to me, it kind of shows the. Um, which is funny that it's like this is where the line is. It's kind of that joke of as long as you don't show blood, mm-hmm. what you can get away with is kind of wild. Yeah, there's well, and they do show blood. That's even the funnier part. That's <laughs> but not like that. But how to put this like not the amount you should be showing with what's happening. Yeah, it's like, where do you draw the line? I think it like the proper amount of blood to have within like a movie. It, it's so like dude, the movie rating system is so bizarre because oh, like. Yeah. If you show like pouring blood from a wound, you're like, okay, that's not that bad. But if you show like blood just spurting out comically, they're like immediately slapping you with an R rating. And I'm just like, it's just kind of wild to think about. And maybe it's like an overall thing because this movie, like they're also fighting skeletons. So like you don't see blood spray. You don't see like gore and blood and guts. That's, that's how you get away with it. It's like, a, oh, to use an example, a kid's show, Samurai Jack. Yes. I'm not talking about when they rebooted it. Well, not reboot, when they revived it and finished the story properly on Adult Swim. Because obviously on Adult Swim, they could get away with more just by nature of where they were. Right. But um, the original run. Uh, Jack got away with doing a lot of very, like, he got to be a full-on, like, actual samurai of, like, slicing people to bits. But because they were robotic and it was oil instead of blood, they got away with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you would see him straight up do things that would make Tarantino go, that might be a bit excessive. Yeah. And if Tarantino is <laughs> telling you that's a bit much, sir, I don't <laughs> well, know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I was, I was like, I feel like I'm watching one of his movies, but it's a kid's cartoon, but because of robots, you get away with it. So to exactly. your point of like the skeletons, but, um, there, there's a also, workaround. It's, uh, it's strange, but there is a workaround. And what I've learned from watching movies, there's always a workaround. You just got to look for it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I mean, no nudity. On, I up, That's the big one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I grew up on Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. There's always a workaround. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> when there's a will, there is certainly a way. And that's a great way to put like with this movie of like we were talking about before we were started recording. This movie has an absolute like the people that wrote this and the director and like everyone involved clearly loved what they were doing mm-hmm. and it shows in almost every single scene. And to your point, cause I was able like, I was a, like when I was a kid, uh, actually right after this movie came out, but it's before they shifted the ride to be, to line up with the movies. Oh gosh. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. But I did before they did that. So like you said, there is a very like, paper thin plot of there are pirates and they were cursed 
That's it. So when when you go rewatch this movie, which you should because it's fun, just remember that is all they had to work with is there are pirates. They attack a port city because they felt like it and they're cursed. That's it. Yeah, that that's the extent of it. It is nothing more than that, really. And, and I kind and of the ride love is that. Fun. Yeah. yeah, and the ride itself was fun. And I know they've shifted it now, so you almost kind of have a chicken and egg situation <laughs> now that they've synced up the ride to the movies. Yeah, which which is cool. I originally, when I heard about that, I was a little hesitant because I was like, uh, <laughs> grumpy man doesn't yeah. want change. And then I saw it and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like that, yeah. that that's cool. Well, like kept- the Davy Jones part, like where he's like in the water fountain is cool. It's just like, yes, it's so interesting how it's all changed so much. Like, and we still haven't gotten a scene in Louisiana. That's like the one thing about the ride that hasn't like transferred over to the movies is like, we that's still haven't true. gotten Louisiana and that's a bummer. Yeah. Which who know? And, uh, but I will say that they did keep the same beats when they shifted the ride. Like mm-hmm. it still has the same beats. It's just now in context of the movie plot versus yeah. just, you know, these instead of just being set pieces. And um, so and besides this movie gave us one of the best uh, film characters of the last 20 years and captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. He is, uh, oh man, <laughs> it, it's kind of crazy how like it just, it, it struck gold. Like it, yeah. it was literally lightning in a bottle where they're just like, yeah, like, you know what, we'll give it a shot. And it was a little weird. And then all of a sudden, like people were like loving this character and everyone was just like, oh, okay. All right. Well, he's a one liner <laughs> machine that helps. Yeah. It does help that he is consistently hilarious and engaging. Yeah. And he is, a. obviously he's not the most, he's not a giant mountain of, he's not like the current Jack Reacher. That's just a mountain of muscle. And he's not like a, I don't know. He's not like a, this like, he doesn't like buy his way through all his problems. He is the definition of how you can charm your way out of almost any situation if you're clever enough. Yes, he is what he lacks in physical strength. He makes up for in sheer luck. (laughs) And he does actually plan more than you realize. Yes. No, he's resourceful. It's just, there is a lot of luck that has to go into how much he survives. And I respect that because that's kind of what makes him interesting is that like, it's not unbelievable. He makes it seem like it's just a natural part of all of his plans. And I love that quote the quote towards the end of the movie when Barbosa sees him after he survived. And obviously uh, you've most likely seen this movie, but also it's almost 20 years old. Yeah. When Barbosa sees him again at the end, he's like impossible. He goes, no, 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 just improbable. <laughs> improbable love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like not impossible. Just, it's like, it was just very unlikely. Yeah. And I, <sighs> I just I love this character. I it's he's such a strange character. Like he's the exact what I think is special about what Johnny Depp does with um with Captain Jack is that he really takes what would normally be kind of written as like a character that like 
you know, gets all the ladies, is super suave, never makes any mistakes, has no weird quirks, is just like a straightforward like action hero. And mm-hmm. while there's nothing wrong with that in certain movies, like it wouldn't have worked as well here. It would have felt very out of place. And oh, yeah. Johnny Depp really takes advantage of the fact that he is he's been in all these weird movies. He's worked with Tim Burton and he's really kind of crafted this persona. All, oh, yeah. I think without Sleepy Hollow, I don't know if we would have gotten Captain Jack, which y'all can disagree with me all you want. But like <laughs> the Sleepy Hollow and Edward Scissorhands, I think really like plugged into what Johnny Depp was capable of. And I think that it really made people made it work. He made this character interesting, quirky, kind of a d bag, very like I mean he's a pirate, but no, no, no you're right, you're not wrong <laughs> he's so he he's almost the antithesis of a leading man, and that's what makes him so good at it, and that's one of my other favorite <laughs> aspects of this movie is like under no circumstances should it work, and on every level it does. <laughs> It reminds me of the, stop saying I'm the chosen one. He is the chosen one. <laughs> chosen one. And also they, they avoid the whole chosen one thing. Like he, you know, he has agency, he has motivation, he has a reason, but he's not the main like focus. Like his wants and needs are not the main focus of the movie. There's multiple characters. Like yes. I would almost argue that Elizabeth Swan might be the main character of this movie. Almost like, uh, almost like a co-main star, like with her and Will. Yeah, it, it's very much like Jack Sparrow is sort of a side character. <laughs> like he's sort of the antagonist to the main characters, whereas Barbosa is like the main villain. And yeah. you know, like Elizabeth Swan and and Will Turner are like the main focus, the protagonists of the movie. They're like our eyes well, into it. They're also probably two of the few people that actually have a moral compass. <laughs> Right. And <laughs> and you know what's so funny about this is like every time I watch this, I am reminded that Norrington was actually a very interesting character. Yes. Yes, he is. He's not I, like, the, well, before, I, I'll let you finish in a second. Just the thing. And, and they did. And they kept this consistent in later movies. Because one of the things I absolutely despise is when you set up the love triangle, even if it's not truly a triangle, it's just more like the there's multiple parties trying to vie for the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not really a triangle, just more like there's a struggle. Uh, but the, what they'll do is there's the obvious one we we are going to cheer for, which is Elizabeth and Will. Duh. I mean, it's Orlando Bloom. Duh. Um, and uh, but with Norrington, it's like. He's not, they did, they did, what I hate is when they will write the person you want to like, they'll write him to be like this, like, I don't know, like a D bag and just like, they'll write them to be terrible. So that way you hate them. So that way when they eventually cut him out or Elizabeth rejects him, you're just sitting there cheering. And I'm like, that's lazy. He's not like this in this one. And that stays consistent. Mm-hmm. And I, and I appreciate that, that they bucked that trope. Cause I hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, they, this movie like should have fallen into the, the cliches and genre trappings that would probably be pretty standard with like the action adventure swashbuckling movie. And 
this movie just kind of looked at you and went, no. Nah. <laughs> and, and in a way that I think is earned because yes. I think for a lot of movies, this could very easily just kind of devolve into a bit of a silly mess. And mm-hmm. this movie just, it makes it fun. Like it removes the idea that it needs to be realistic and grounded and super believable that that's what pirates are. And it's just like, Hey, you want to see people like have sword fights and skeletons? Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah, well, to your point, uh, it's like they knew where they wanted to go, but instead of just jumping there and telling the audience, eh, you'll fill it in on your own, there was actually like a journey. Yeah. Like Elizabeth getting to Will and telling Norrington no, there was actually like a journey to get there. They didn't just say, oh, and by the way, screw you, dude. I'm going with this guy. Yeah. Like, there was a journey there. That's mm-hmm. why even at the end, Norrington's just like, okay. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it is like his expectation of what, you know, he wanted to be and what he was looking for was vastly different. I I think the interesting aspect of that is that like he has his own agency as a character. He has his own doubts. He has his own kind of insecurities. And he's not exactly the villain of this movie. Like, it's a little bit more complicated. Like, you know, granted, if we really get into like the geopolitics of this time, let's not even bother (laughs) because like oh my gosh that's that's a whole other podcast episode but like he's in a he's in an unwinnable position because he's essentially part of being against the people that we're rooting for and this movie finds a way to make him sympathetic i and empathetic i think in a way like you can understand like rejection or like well, no. the fact that he's just trying to do his job. Yeah, the man is he's struggling between trying to do his job and trying to do what you know, the the human aspect of him of like, you know, like oh man, like you know, he he cares about her. He he has human emotions that make him someone that we can kind of try and root for. But the main difference in the end is that he was like 30 something and he also like basically was betrothed to Elizabeth Swan when she was like a small child. And that was kind of uncomfortable, but also <laughs> probably not inaccurate of the time. And uh, yeah, I was thinking about that when I was watching this. I was like, bro, the man has not aged a day. And Elizabeth Swan was like a child. And I was just like, like this is kind of gross. <laughs> I don't like this. But they made the right call by having her end up with Will. So. I mean, just in general, too, because, you know, you kind of ship them from the moment you see them on screen together. Yeah, which uh, I do appreciate. Like, they they kind of do as much as as straightforward as the movie is. They do make sure to have, like, a couple of carrots hanging in front of you mm-hmm. to, like, keep you want to, like, what does this mean? Because even after, like, like I said, it starts off with, like, <laughs> well, Will nearly dying. Yeah. And... <laughs> Uh, with a piece of the gold around his neck. I mean, and kudos to Elizabeth as a kid being like paying attention to what the adults are saying because all the adults are like, "Yeah, if he's a pirate, we're gonna kill him." But mm-hmm. she takes the piece of gold. She's like, "Uh, no, he's not a pirate." I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? And oh, also like interesting little detail too. Like I, I know that we're probably not gonna run this down like beat for beat for the plot because like it's pirates of the Caribbean. Like 
you guys have probably seen this, but we're going to kind of give like a general sort of like rundown of certain, you know, moments and beats in this story. So like, yeah, don't, don't expect a chronology, but do expect like us to talk about a lot of our favorite moments. Yeah. And a lot. Yeah. There's, there's many, the interesting little detail that I like, I know this is like nerdy filmmaker stuff, but having the moment where you see uh, Will Turner on the plank where he's on like that, piece of the board and he's floating out of the water by the way and you know they pick him up like he's only on that board like obviously it would make sense to have him on there just from like a filmmaking standpoint because that's how you spot him and know that he's probably still alive but also when elizabeth falls into the water later on and the coin sends out that basically that sonic boom like that Mm -hmm. distress call for the black pearl i was like oh Oh, that's interesting. That that's like a little detail that you're like, oh well, yeah. like, what if why didn't that happen with Turner? Like, why did they not notice? And you're like, oh, it's because he was out of the water. And uh-huh. I just I love that. I love stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's the reason why you keep watching because you may not see it, you know, first however many times, but when you do catch it, it's a nice little like, oh, cool. And uh, I gotta give credit where it's due, like. We've talked about on various episodes of like good ways to introduce a character and tell you everything you need to know about that character. Mm-hmm. The way they introduce Jack. My goodness. One of the best. <laughs> one of the best character introductions in a very long time. Yeah. Of just like, one, he's a pirate. And when he sees the pirates hanging from him, he gives him a little like, you know, salute. And, uh, as he's like riding on the mast because it's just sinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he and just you, like very slowly extends his leg out so that he doesn't drown. Yep. And just how like, and of course he bribes the, uh, I guess the harbor worker. And then while the guy's dealing with that, steals his money off the podium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's like, I'll give you three shillings if you just, you know, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, and pretend none of this is happening. How about you stop asking questions, huh, guy? How about, yeah. how about that? And you're like, that's generous for a part. Oh, he stole his back. He made profit. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Still a pirate. Yep. And that's the other thing I like about this movie. They don't try to be like, you know, pirates were kind of the good guys. Like, no, they weren't. Yeah. Well, the, the movies after this push it a little bit. But I, I also think that you know, they, they make it to it's like, yeah, they might be the, the leaders of this, but they're still pirates at their core. Like they they're they're more complex. And I think that's actually what's interesting about it, because like some people will be in the camp of like, well, pirates were actually bad, blah, blah, blah. Like pirates were awful. And I was like, bro, like historically, based on what we know, Blackbeard avoided killing people at all. Like he might not have killed that many people, if anyone. And most of his entire like career was scare tactics so that he could, you know, make money and like give money to people. And I'm not saying, you know, he was a great person because he probably still did, you know, the crime, but it's interesting when you look at you're like pirates are a little bit more complex than I think people are willing to admit, even though they're literally called pirates because like at its core, yes, they're committing a crime, but there's still human beings behind these crimes and human beings are complex layered people. True. And you see that, honestly, with, well, one, as we talk about how, like, Jack, how good of a job he is at just, like, he makes up 
with pure luck, but also like to just if he realizes he's smarter than you, the way he just walks circles around you logically is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like with the two uh, guards guarding the harbor. <laughs> when he realizes he's smarter than them, the way he just walks circles around them logically. Right. Like he's not patronizing, <laughs> but he's just like he's using that to his advantage for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so but then you see him doing that and like he's trying to steal a ship and all that. And you're just like, oh, OK, pirate. Yeah. But then when Elizabeth falls because she can't breathe from the corset, he goes and saves her. And of course, the moment when like he rips, he realizes what's happening. So he just rips it off of her so she can breathe. And the guy's like, I would never have thought about that. And he goes, you've clearly never been to Singapore. Yeah. I was like, how did, how did they get away with that? (laughs) All honesty. How did you guys pull that one off? (laughs) You just say it and keep moving. You don't pause and they don't. Nope. (laughs) They're just like, okay, maybe the kids won't catch that. Parents will. The parents will well, well the parents will chuckle because they're like, well, he's not entirely wrong. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, I've been there. It's like, have you have you <laughs> like have you but, been to uh, Singapore? <laughs> no, but like the whole thing like, oh, okay, whatever. But um uh of course then you get the famous line of like when Norris is just trying to like dress him down because he's trying very much the, you know, I'm better than you. And Jack's like, no, you're not <laughs> I'm and, better. Um, I'm faster. I'm stronger. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> Basically, uh, Jack's just there like, dude, I don't care. Just get me out of here and we will call it even. And, um, and I'm a pirate. So <laughs> yeah. And uh, of course, the, the famous line is like, you're the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you but have, you have heard, heard of me. Of me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's such a great line. I'm like, dude, he's just loaded with that. He's just like, oh, well, I guess I'll just shoot out another one liner. <laughs> I mean, it's also if you if your survival tactic is being clever and smart, you're naturally going to have one liners to people trying to talk down to you. So, right. um, yeah, like you, you've got to be creative. Otherwise, it's just like, how did you survive? I, yeah. <laughs> like, of course. And then the way he. He's like, oh, so you're not going to let me just walk away? Guess I'll go full pirate then when he holds Elizabeth hostage. Yeah, which I, <laughs> I like how he was like, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I just want my stuff so I can get out of here. I just want my phone call. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and he's like, she's like, I hate you. He's like, hey, I saved your life. Now you're saving mine. So we're even. Yeah, they literally they were square. I was like, honestly, that actually kind of worked out. Like, (laughs) we love when things go to plan. Uh, and of course, uh, as they would keep doing throughout the later movies, uh, Jack goes on this like crazy escapade to get away from them. Mm -hmm. And uh, like when you're just sitting there asking yourself, how much of this is pure luck? How much of this was planned? The answer question and the yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> What'd you do? Yes. <laughs> of course, I love how they acknowledge it in later movies. And it's like, you have to be mad. It's like, you've got to be mad. He goes, well, that's good. Because if I wasn't, this probably wouldn't work. <laughs> the kid. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's so. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's yeah, so good. Especially when, and especially when later on, the guy with Norrington was like, he's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen. And you're watching Norton die and like, on the inside. Yeah, he's just being just like, like, do you want to get fired? Because <laughs> <laughs> he has to acknowledge, yeah, he got bested. 
and yeah he's like shut up <laughs> and uh but that's skipping over the one of the best uh i just love the scene of when uh jack and will sword fight mm-hmm. that's it's just one. really well done yeah it, it's just it's just good <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> especially the whole time like to your point you're saying earlier about like blackbeard jack was just like because will's like i've never been around a pirate and jack's like uh, we can keep it that way if you just let me go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he- hear me out. I have a plan. <laughs> you just let me go. <laughs> um, That's how you, it, it also is just character moments, too, where you're like, yeah, he might be a pirate, but he doesn't want to kill people. He just wants money. And well, I mean, let's just be you honest find with ourselves. Later, prostitutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, but or as you find out in the later movies, he wants to try and find a way to square uh, square his debt with Davy Jones. Also, Mans is in some debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he made a literal deal with the literal devil. So, haven't we uh, all at some point, you know? I don't know. I've never seen a squid Scotsman try to threaten my soul. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be scared of Bill Nye too. <laughs> same, same. But uh, that was the agreement. <laughs> I gotta stop. I gotta avoid that because otherwise, just just gonna turn into me doing the Davy Jones voice. Oh, and it, yeah. he's not even in this movie. He's only referenced nope. briefly. Yeah. Well, because it's pirate mythology. You'd almost be doing a disservice not mentioning him at some point. It would be weird. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like having a Greek uh, mythology story that never mentions Zeus. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Wait, who's uh, Zeus? What are you talking about? Like, are we sure this is Greek mythology now? But yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, you find out later. Right now, like you're saying, he his goals are very simple. He just wants his ship, and that's about it. And uh, well, that's his biggest goal because he's mad at Barbosa, mm-hmm. and um, he's frustrated. He's yeah, he's annoyed. But the, so, <laughs> yeah, but the, but but like you said, like he doesn't want to kill anybody. Well, there's one person he wants to kill, and it's only Barbosa, mm-hmm. and um. Does he get uh, what he wants, Caleb? Let's answer that in three, two, one. Technically, yes. Yeah, for a little technically, bit. yes. Yeah. <laughs> for a minute. But, um, so, like, the sword fight between him and Will is great. Because even the fact that, like, it almost turned to almost like an instruction session. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, you know there's an age gap between Jack and Will. You don't know how much. But, like, so Jack's just like, oh, a young kid that knows how to sword fight. What do you actually know? And <laughs> my favorite, like to sum this all up, and he's like, I practice three hours a day, every single day. And he's like, Jack's like, So you're a virgin, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, Damn. I love, dude, Ripped the way this man shreds, dude. <laughs> the amount of careers Jack Sparrow ends is hilarious. And, um, <laughs> He even says as much. I was amazed that they got away with that. Yeah, he's like, are you a eunuch? (laughs) And that's another runny joke he keeps in the later movies. Every time he talks about Will, he goes, eunuch, snip, snip. (laughs) And And does a little... (laughs) Yeah, and like, what sounds like, you okay? And um, You all right? uh, (laughs) He's like, I practice three hours a day. Mate, you need a girl. He's like, bro, I don't know what to tell you. It's like you having a hobby help. is nice and all, but you need company. <laughs> and, um, Not going to lie to you. You're kind of a loser. <laughs> and of course, at the very end, the iconic moment when he hits him with some stuff and distracts Will long enough to point the gun at him. It's like, you cheated. Pirate. 
like duh dude oh and then he gets hit with the bottle by the drunk guy i was like that was a great little Chekhov's gun you got there yep <laughs> they're like really he's gonna sleep through all of this how drunk is he <laughs> and he's probably just like bro i don't know what to do right now <laughs> like, yeah and like will can handle this oh he can't and, um, <laughs> he just woke up and he's like not <laughs> also like it's like almost a Houston thing from courage was like not getting out of this chair yeah. and, uh, not getting out of this chair <laughs> that's a great reference Caleb. <laughs> but then i love when norita shows up it's like thank you for doing this he's like just doing my civic duty it's like oh shut up <laughs> yeah, he's like bro you had no idea what was going on you just saw a strange man and you're just like <laughs> most <laughs> like, attack but um i did it I won. Then of course you find out about the about the about the uh pearl because I do like that. To your point, not everyone's gone on the ride, so you do still have to explain things. Yeah, and they do a good job of like just doing it, especially because since pirates uh are known for being very superstitious, mm-hmm. seeing all the other pirates are just like talking and amongst themselves and basically giving you exposition in an entertaining way. Yeah. Uh. Which I love the lion. They're like, no one who's ever seen the pearl survives. Then where do all the stories come from? I wonder. They're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but, see. Uh, yeah. And of course, I had to recreate the moment where the guys were trying to get the attention of the dog because that's on the ride. And, uh, of course, and then the black pearl shows up and they just chose violence. Yeah. They're like, what if we just kill everyone? Yeah. And of course, you get her introduced. To, I can't remember their names, but the two like dumb pirates that are comedic relief. Pintel and Rigetti. The, thank you. They're yeah. phenomenal. I didn't even have to look <laughs> that up. I was just like, why do I remember that automatically? <laughs> like, I mean, whoa. Happens. But like, even though they are a little in this movie, they're not. Well, I take that back. Their evolution of becoming comedic relief evolves throughout this movie because they initially cast her off being pretty sinister but not as bad as the others. Right. And then they just slowly become more comedic over the course of the movie. Yeah. They, they disrupt the absolute horror of watching this movie because this movie is almost entirely a horror movie. In some respects, especially some of the scenes where you're just like, Oh, and, uh, it is dude. Like there, this scene kind of alluded to it a little bit. And it, I, I love the build up to the big reveal, but the funniest thing like about like this whole movie, like, well, number one, the person who directed this Gore Verbinski, he's great. He also directed Rango fun little fact. If you didn't know that, uh, but like, yeah, the guy who gave us the pirates movies also gave us Rango. So we respect dude, him in this household. He I was like, doing that information, what you will. I was like, dude, I love Rango. Rango's well, so good. No, I agree. Like it's, it's not one of those movies like this has no right being so good yeah like when i first saw the trailer i was like that'll probably be like a fun kids movie and then i watched it and i was like why am i kind of hyped for this right now like (laughs) like why is this so good and they um he directed the ring the the ring remake like the american one because you know the japanese one was ringu and i it's interesting because it was different from how they did stuff with like the grudge because the grudge was directed by the original director of the Japanese grudge movie, Juwan and Gore Verbinski kind of took over um, Ringu from the original director who I 
immediately I'm forgetting their name and I feel bad. But I'm dealing with a lot of pirate stuff right now. He <laughs> he took over and directed that, and that's like the ring is easily one of the most iconic horror movies ever made. Like number one, because yes, it is scary. Number two, it's also PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that he really brings another level of like really solid like PG thirteen horror and makes this movie like he doesn't go overboard. He no, he gives you just enough to scare you. But he he was kind of the perfect choice for this movie because he knew how to show restraint and he knew yes. how to tell visually frightening and compelling stories but without having too much there. Like you're still engaged in the story. And, yes. and- I really love that about this movie because it shows and especially when you know the context behind it you're like Wow, that's really cool. Like, yeah. Oh, this this is this is nice. He and ooh, <laughs> yeah. And I was gonna say like, and that's why I love the other two pirates that became like comedic relief because you need goofiness and stuff to kind of help break. Because one, you have to be reminded this is still a Disney movie, so there has to be some like ha ha laugh, break the tension, um, <laughs> please. But um, correct. <laughs> and so you still need it because I'm sure Disney was looking at them going. We still want kids to see this. You know that, right? And, um, <laughs> Just like a full-blown horror movie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, you know what I'm thinking of now is Kangaroo Jack. Oh, my <laughs> Where that movie was R-rated and they edited it down so hard it was PG and everyone who showed up to the movie was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, Yeah, but um, but yeah, so I just, okay, not to side I was like, talking about like how well done this was to be basically scary without going full like R rating. But just the whole time when they're sitting there going, hello, blop it. I kept thinking of a regular show <laughs> with the horror movie they found called Hello Govna. Oh my gosh. Of, I like, need to rewatch the car that, that was look there was like a haunted car that was like that would like hunt people down. So every time he'd like and when he saw I just started laughing. I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing right now. This should be scary, but I'm too busy laughing. Also, iconic line of "Hello, puppet." Yeah, looking through the dresser. Back. Yeah, that ooh, that was frightening. That was genuinely scary. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, well, I love the build up to a lot of kind of like the the scares and like the supernatural element of this whole movie because it, it's not all at once. It's built up to really exceedingly well. And mm-hmm. the scene where Jack uh, throws the axe into the bomb guy, who great yeah. side character straight out of a Coen brothers movie almost. And he like, he throws the axe to the guy and thinks he's dead. Then he pops up later and he's like, uh, hello, like, what? <laughs> like <laughs> excuse me. And then you I was get like, like this, sure I killed you. Yeah. I was like, you're definitely dead. And the reveal with Jack when he's in the jail cell where the guy reaches through and you see that his hand turns into a skeleton hand in the, the moonlight. I was like, Ooh, that's cool. Like, yeah. And especially Jack's reaction of like, so there is a curse like, Oh, <laughs> you guys weren't lying. And it's why none of you have died yet. So like, oh, that, that's just good stuff. Also that dog. I love that. That dog comes back <laughs> like yes. out of like, th- like even in the third one, when he shows back up at the pirate, uh, like landing and Jack's like, he acknowledges that he's like, um, uh, 
Yeah, and they're like, like I was like, no, that's perfect. That's a great way to handle that because there there is no explanation. It's just it's a silly Disney movie, and and also just a nice little thing for. I don't know. To me, it feels more like a rewarding fans who pay attention. Yes. Also. And, uh, and, and that's why I'm okay with that. Does that kind of break continuity? Yeah, but it's just a nice little, like, it's, they're not trying to break the plot. They're just trying to be like, hey, cool moment. Yeah. And uh, it's fun. Literally what this movie set out to do, which was to be fun. Yes. And of course, Elizabeth, since she does, I guess, know bits and pieces about pirates, as you find out throughout the movie, she's been fascinated by them for her whole life. So right up on them. Oh, apparently there's books about Captain Jack, which I'm like, impressive. But um, you have heard. Uh, I know. Well, I just thought maybe it was like through like uh, gossip or like, you know, listening to people at the harbor talk. Apparently there's books, as Elizabeth would reveal. And mm-hmm. um, she so she invokes parlay so she can get onto the ship. Yeah. And, which you kind of have to be reminded. Yeah, she's not that old. She's young. So she's not thinking it through. Yeah, no, she's she's making mistakes. She's, you know, Elizabeth Swan's interesting because like her character feels very much ahead of its time. Like she's not a damsel in distress. She has agency. She, you know, she makes mistakes. She she definitely makes some choices that I'm like, why did you do that? But still manages to really be like an interesting, compelling lead. And agreed. I think that's cool because like swashbuckling and a lot of those kinds of genres of movies, they historically tend to focus on men as the protagonist, which is just like, that's just what it was. And they kind of, they give her, you know, more agency and time. And I I just think that's cool. Cause I like, especially looking back at it now, like as a kid, I was like, wow, she's so cool. And as an adult, I'm like, wow, she's cool. Like, you know, (laughs) I did the same thing throughout the years, but like, to quote from the Joker in the Dark Knight when he looked at Batman and it was like, very poor choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth learns that multiple times with pirates. Pirates are like a genie. They will do exactly, if you bargain with them, they will do word for word what you said and nothing else. Because <laughs> like when she bargained her way to like, uh, she's like, leave Port Royal alone. And or when she lies about her being, you know, Bill's, uh, kid mm-hmm. and has the piece of gold that she holds on to, which like smart, she knows what a bargaining chip is. And um and then she gets it to Barbosa and he's just like, okay, cool. So welcome aboard. She goes, what do you mean? He goes, you said we would leave the port. You didn't say anything about you leaving. Welcome it's, aboard. He's like, won't won't won. Oh gosh. It's uh I forgot how quickly this movie moves. I I realized yes. like this is a two and a half hour movie and like still moves very fast. Yeah. At small times you can notice that. But like that's only if you're really trying to like pay attention to like the overall technical pace of the movie. Like if not, yeah, it it just flows and it works. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, you know, like they they start heading straight to the place. They're like, all right, let's go. Let's fix this. There's no yeah, interruptions. There's no, <laughs> yeah, no random side quest. No, like, convenient filler thing. Like, I mean, to Barbosa's credit, he is a villain who knows exactly what he wants. And he will go through a wall if he has to to get there. He's a, and, simple, uh, he's a simple man. He, <laughs> I mean, I, if I was cursed, that's all I would focus on fixing, too. 
And um, there's a moment, and of course, I want to talk about more moments that we're shocked that Disney got away with, or not that this movie got away with, when it's Disney supplying the money. Uh, when they show up with the dress saying, you're going to go eat with the captain. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what if I refuse? Well, he said that you can then eat with the crew and you'll be naked. And she immediately takes the dress. Yeah, I, I think Alma was watching this with me and we both just looked at each other. We're like, I forgot about that. Like, you know, like my brain didn't process that for a second. And uh, well, that and also, dude, Tortuga. I know. Everything about Tor- basically I, Vegas on roids. My favorite thing about Tortuga, like the moment they started filming it, because I remember like watching Dead Man's Chest and everything and how much more calm it was. My favorite thing about Tortuga in this movie is that it's just so comically over the top violent the entire time. Like, yes, and I think that's what makes it okay. Yeah. It's like Looney Tunes. You're like when Looney Tunes, when they would like have TNT blowing up in their faces, like you're not going to sit there and be like, oh, it's so gory. You're just laughing because it's so over the top. Yeah, it, like, it's a complete comedy. That's my favorite thing about all of it. And I just remember laughing because like it was so funny, like watching it all happen. I was like, I cannot believe that Disney was just like, yeah, you guys can do this. Like, why not? Yeah, they greenlit like, it. Like, <laughs> that's why it's, it's Vegas on steroids. Yeah, like they're Disney. Disney's coming around. They, well, I mean, we're getting the Daredevil series on Disney Plus now. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, which there's going to be an age restriction, which is smart. Should be. But like, <laughs> when people complain, they're like, "How can you put this on there? Like, it has mature content and blah 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 blah." And I was like, "Bro, have you not seen these movies? Like, yeah, they're literally I mean, putting a restriction on it." What more do you want? Like, not every single movie can be exactly the same type of content. It's n- yeah, 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 I gotta yeah. stop. <laughs> okay, or just like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Uh, I just want to allude real fast, like how I uh, Jack very much is the epitome of luck, but he's also constantly planning. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as he hears Will's full name, you almost see the look in his face, like the gears are already like spinning, and. uh, and of course, Will busts them out, and that's when they get to Tortuga, which is big. Like, so it's just wild. And of course, and the thing is, like to your point, it's so over the top. You just kind of like you just laugh. And you're like, okay, it's a wild place. And yeah. then with one of the best running gags of, of course, Jack. Which when you read between the lines of what he says, you're like, oh, when he's like, if every city was like Tortuga, not a single man would be lonely. <laughs> Yeah, and, I was uh, like, uh, that's funny. <laughs> it is funny. But, also, um, this movie, unbelievably horny. I didn't even realize yep. how horny this entire movie is. Like, <laughs> Well, they didn't hold back from being like, I mean, when you're basically in a place that has a lot of prostitution, how do you think they're going to dress? Yeah, well, and, uh, even just beyond that, just like the way kinder- characters like interact with each other, like Swan and Turner and like even Jack and Swan, I'm just like, Bro, this movie is horny. Like, <laughs> it's so. Uh, uh, I do like the running joke though of like the girl walks up to Jack and slaps him. He's like, "I didn't deserve that." Yeah. Then the other girl goes, "Who? Who's? Who's Charlotte? Who slaps him?" And he's like, "I kind of deserve that one." He's. I think I could have probably deserved that. And then with Zoe, <laughs> Zoe Saldana's in this movie. When yeah, Zoe Saldana 
when she slaps him and he's like, no, I, I definitely deserve that one. Number one, <laughs> great comedy rule of threes, but also just so funny. And how it progressively went from I didn't deserve that to yeah, I did. Yeah, no, that, that one's on me, guys. He, <laughs> also, it's just crazy seeing Zoe Saldana in this movie because like, God, she's had she's had a career. But mm-hmm. like, I just forgot because I was just like, oh, my gosh, she is in this movie. Like, because well, she was gone for a long time after this movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure she was busy, but like, it's just so crazy that like, you know, she was in this, and then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I guess I'll just be in some of the biggest movies ever made. No big deal. Yeah, it- no, yeah, <laughs> it's true. And uh, I love how one thing they, although they ever, unless I'm misremembering from the later movies, they never explain how Mr. Gibbs went from like, kind of having a prestigious job to pirate. Like, what happened there? Yeah, there's like uh, extremely mild implications that he just got fired, and which is fine. I mean, that. I mean, (laughs) I mean, it's not too difficult to imagine somewhere along the, you know, what ten, eight, ten years that somewhere along the way life took a left turn. Yeah, it was uh, that happens, and I I think that's actually pretty common. Like number one, like there's a historical precedent to that, like throughout all history but (laughs) i I think especially with this too like the golden age of piracy they're just like dude like i just got fired might as well be a pirate because like what else are you gonna do like (laughs) yeah it's true but uh also uh, the thing i love about this movie i mean we talk about the one-liners and stuff but like what i love the most is the um how good the dialogue is yes because even when I have no idea quite what's being like, especially between Gibbs and Jack, like I have no idea what they're saying half the time, but like, I still understand it. I don't know how I understand it, but I just do. Yeah. Oh, subtitles are a blessing. Yeah. And just because you find out Mr. Like, Gibbs is like superstitious to like the 15th degree. Yeah, And Jack knows how to talk to him in that language to like, let him be on board with whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the other thing about Jack. He is very adaptable to whatever's around him. Yeah. He, <laughs> the man is a chameleon. He not in the physical sense, but like the man can just blend in and kind of go with the flow in a way that a lot of movie character, it's not expected of movie characters. They're supposed to be the center of attention. Whereas Jack's just like, <laughs> yeah. if I'm someone like, that's very <laughs> proper, I'll be proper. If I'm with someone who's superstitious, I'll be superstitious right there with them. And he's a pirate. Uh, he's yeah. That's all you got to do. Because <laughs> his rule is survive. Because mm-hmm. you have that moment between him and Will when Will's like, "My dad was not a pirate," and Jack's like, "You're going to come to terms with that." Because there's two rules in life. What you like, or like the rules when he tells like, you can either decide what you're going to do with it, and then decide like what you're going to do going forward. Because basically, it's trying to like, I need you, and you need me. Let's make this work. Yeah. And, uh, the, the crew that Gibbs gets together is so stupid. <laughs> the, the parrot that talks for cotton. Dude, what an iconic character. <laughs> Sweet gig. All you gotta do is just stand there and move around. No lines. Oh God. He, I think he's even credited. He's like one of the top credited people in this movie. Like Sweet gig. Let's a see. bird does Let's all the see. lines for you. Yeah, just and it they keep it super simple. And as the movies go on, to you start to notice like, oh yeah, like 
they're starting to make the parrot a little bit more like they're giving him more lines and making him more like, oh, I understand what's right. happening here. Well, you got to. You can't just. Yeah. If you're going to keep seeing a character, you got to give reasons of like, why should I care? And uh, yeah, but just I, just I'm watching Jack being like, yes, it's like. Mr. Cotton's parrot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like, well, that means like they'll say something and then they'll just be like, oh, well, actually, that's what that means. I was like, how do you you know what? Not gonna ask that question. No, no, nothing. <laughs> that's why I'm glad we have Will because Will's the one going. Uh, none of this makes sense. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and that's when you have Jack going. Uh, you'll get used to that. <laughs> yeah, it's and uh, it's funny. And he <laughs> funny enough, he does over the course of the movies. You mm-hmm. notice he kind of just flows with it. Yeah. No, he he just goes with. He's like, all right, whatever. And yeah, we have the oh gosh. Okay, so like when they. Because they find out pretty quickly that Swan's not, you know, Swan. Or Swan is Swan, not Turner. And yes. Oh, the you, way they discover that, too? <laughs> yeah, they're all just like, uh, did it work? And he just, I love how he, like, shoots, um, he shoots Pintel. And yep. he, he's like, nope, you're still alive. And he's like, I am still alive. Hey, you shot me. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I, of course, I was thinking, I was like, are you shocked that the bad man is a bad man? I like how he's just like, he's almost like a hurt. He's like, you shot me. <laughs> like, like, no. I thought we were friends. Quick uh, side thing. I do want to talk about this too. But we have to acknowledge, because it's become an iconic line, not just of uh, the Pirates movie, but just of like cinema in general. When Elizabeth is saying like, oh, there's no such thing as curses. That's, she goes, yeah, I read ghost stories when I was a kid, but oh. I grew up. Oh, I and then when she gets confronted with, yeah. And then she gets confronted with everything. Yeah. And the iconic line of Barbosa being like, you best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Swan or Miss Turner. You're in one. Oh gosh. Yeah. The, the reveal, like when she stabbed him and he's just like, Oh, I'm just kidding. That didn't hurt. And, yeah. and she runs his great line of like, Oof. And when he looked like, and it's a good point. He goes, after you killed me, what were you going to do next? And she's like, well, I didn't really think that far, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and, oh, dude, the moment she runs outside and we see the skeletons, like, in their glory for, the like, the first time, like, you can see, like, it doesn't even matter if the CGI looks like it is from the early 2000s. Like, it, number one, it's still really pretty good yes. CGI. And it's, I agree it's one of the things about this movie that I think has aged particularly well besides, you know, the rest of it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so, oof, it's just terrifying, dude. Like the moment we get introduced to everything and they're just, you know, they're doing normal ship stuff. They're scrubbing the poop deck. They're, you know, swinging on the ropes, getting everything all rigged up for the sails. Like it's genuinely scary. And like, uh-huh. I remember we were just watching it in reverence. And almost just like, oh my god, this is terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, and dude. Course, and the best part is after she goes in, because obviously she's terrified out of her mind, and Barbosa closes the door, and he just starts laughing about it. And I love how he started drinking wine to show, like, yeah, I'm actually a skeleton. And I was just like, unnecessary, but also kind of amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like there's times like that where, like, I can almost feel the CG, the like the CG people being like. Can we just include this so we can kind of show off a bit? Yeah, like please, 
please just do this and so, it it works it it adds to the the overall sense of the scene because number 1 oh my gosh the nightmares i had from this movie 7 year old austin was miserable <laughs> like, well 12 year old caleb was a little spooked i was like oh because that just takes a turn you're not expecting right you, uh, you're like i know this isn't real but like i'm a child and like it's it's so but they don't overdo it they don't absolutely no. throw you into the horror of it but they built up to it so perfectly just that you know that the subtle little visual cues like the little visual hints that we'd get like even if it was just a hand or you know like them not dying like the build to it is amazing it's cinema yes. and and oh. especially when you find out how like when he lays out the plan of like not the plan but like the how miserable they all are because like he's he trying to be like when he eats food it turns to ash in his mouth oh that's so sad and he's like He's like, I've tried starving myself to death, but I won't die. And he's like, nothing works because you don't understand what suffering is. And, uh, and to me, it was a good moment because Elizabeth was, I don't know, maybe it's because she's read so many stories or maybe since she's the governor's daughter. So she's like, I can literally bring like the British Navy down on you if I felt like it. And, uh, uh, so she's being very confident and very like, oh, I got this. But then when she saw all of that, it's almost just like she realized, oh, I'm stuck with a bunch of immortal, terrible, evil people. Call me some 41 because I'm in too deep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I appreciate just how like balanced all of that was and just the reveal of it all. But like the, you know, and we get to the point like, you know, back to kind of where you know, yeah, they realized like, oh, you had to cover that. <laughs> dude, yeah, I, I was like, dude, I cannot believe we glossed over that. And we're almost an hour into this. She like, you know, she gets saved basically by Will. And we get like the whole, you know, the shooting scene and all that. But I appreciate <laughs> that Turner turned on, Jack. you know, Jack Sparrow, which I think is why they called him Turner, which is funny. But <laughs> I'm like, ah, screenwriter, I see you. But I, I think the way that they kind of have him turn on is like, you understand why. It's not just like a random character trait. He's like, sorry, bro. Gotta save well, the woman I love. And well, also, he knows like Jack's just using him to save his own skin. He doesn't right. care about Will. Right. And, 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 and Jack, well, okay. To Jack's credit, he's always he's pretty straight up most of the time, because he's just like, "Hey, Will, I know you're obsessed with treasure." And he's like, "No, I'm not." He's like, "Not all treasure is gold and silver, mate." Like, oh, you're talking about Elizabeth, and that's when oh. Jack was like, "I know you'll do anything to." Well, it's referencing an earlier line when he's like, "How dedicated are you to this?" He's like, "I would die for her." He goes, "Good to know." He's like, oh, okay, I, I understand. All right, no problem. He so I was like, bargaining <laughs> chip, here we come. Interesting and, that you mentioned that. <laughs> it, yeah, like, yeah. That's why I, I just love how Jack is almost, and I say this for one reason. It's, it kind of reminds me of like how like in, in Marvel, nobody likes Deadpool. It's yeah. like a canon fact that everyone finds him equally annoying. Same with Jack and, Sparrow. Yeah, everyone finds him annoying. 
except for Gibbs. Uh-huh. Because Gibbs yeah, is Gibbs likes him. he's a sweetheart. He's a bro. Yeah. <laughs> Gibbs is one of the most like weirdly moral people in this movie. And he's a pirate. Like <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's because he didn't want to be it's very much just like if he had his way, he wouldn't have been one. But yeah. um well, because he wasn't to begin with, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh I just love the moment when Jack gets caught and he's trying to like be like, hey, you're not dead. He's like, uh, bye. And then he gets trapped. <laughs> so funny. Parlay. Parlay. And he couldn't figure out exactly what to say. I was like, okay. They they didn't <laughs> they almost let it run a little bit longer than it should have, but the, it, yeah. it's fine. And the the whole you know, we had that uh the pirate battle too, like the the ship battle, which I'm astounded at the stunts, number one, that they pulled off that were practical. And also yes. just the way that it felt like it was actually pretty close to like what Disney would allow for actual pirate warfare. Like, because pirate warfare is, it's pretty ugly. Brutal. And they encaptured some of that, but still kept it very, like, grounded like in what the movie, movie was supposed to be. Yeah, it, it felt like an action movie. And I also love when they're just like, all right, just put the silverware in. And one yeah. of the forks got into Rigetti's eye, and he's just like, uh. <laughs> that, or- like, that's funny. Yeah, of course. And Jack, once again, because Jack is nothing else. He's a negotiator. He would make a great politician without. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the way he talks his way out of getting killed by Barbosa as soon as they capture him. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I know who you need to capture. I know where w- Bill's son is. And, uh, and of course, they throw him in the prison because Barbosa's not stupid. He's like, uh, I'm not going to let you walk around and screw things up. You're going to turn on me the moment you have the opportunity. Yeah. And so like when they're firing on each other, just Jack being like, stop blowing holes in my ship. Yeah. (laughs) Stop. Don't do that. The way he just casually swings across when he gets the chance is like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm out. (laughs) Also, one of my favorite little jokes was when they called the monkey Jack. Oh, that was great. And he was like, not you. We named the monkey Jack. And I was just like, so you miss him a little bit, don't you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just a tiny bit. Like there, there's an interesting dynamic there, but yeah, the way they captured everybody and like, you know, we kind of get an introduction to a lot of these characters, like more and more, like these are the characters that we're going to see throughout the rest of the movies and why they become so iconic. Cause like we can only have so many characters in this movie, but yes. it's, it's interesting. Like, being able to to watch this back and see how they grew and changed over time and how like certain characters they're like they knew they're like hey we like you guys like we want you to stick around and yeah. i love that but also the way the way they just leave at the end when you know like the whole okay well let's get to the whole um like ceremony part where they're like hey a bunch of royals are coming and they are going to try and kill you and take your stuff and they're like, oh, what should we do about it? So that? you can't break the yeah. curse yet because they'll just they'll kill light you. you up and kill you. Yeah, it's like you won't be able to do anything. And I was like, that's a clever workaround because I was like, otherwise, why would they go do that? So we get the other horrifying scene in this movie. Yep, because uh, <laughs> Barbosa just tells him, I'll go take a walk. And of course, Jack's a little confused. He's like, wait, don't you mean go to the boats? Bro, we're dead. Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we can just walk underwater. And that scene of them arriving under the boat, walking underwater and walking into the moonlight haunts my nightmares, haunts my dreams to this very day. 
It's incredible. <laughs> and just like the thought of fighting an enemy that you literally cannot stop. I'm like, ooh, dude. Yeah, it's the whole thing of like, even if you are the better fighter, they can just keep going until you get tired. Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Stop them? <laughs> and, uh, oh man. Of course, then you have the big fighting course. And, uh, Jack, uh, always having a backup plan. If, like I said, being resourceful. Uh, when they all start fighting, uh, Barbosa, he goes to stab Barbosa and he's, and he's just like, uh, Jack, you know that doesn't work, right? And, uh, and then stabs him and Jack goes back into the moonlight and he's now cursed. Oh, and he pulls so out good. a gold piece and goes, sorry, I couldn't resist, mate. That was brilliant. I, oh, I, I love that. I still remember, seven-year-old me remembers the reaction in my theater when they revealed that because everyone was like, oh, when he got stabbed and then the moment they reveal he's a skeleton, there was all like this, oh, like this big cheer and I was just like oh dude this movie is going to be iconic like <laughs> oh boy is it I was like oh man it was I, I still remember that visceral reaction to it and how like I felt because I was like oh my gosh this movie like the movie treats you with a lot of respect too it doesn't beat you over the head with like telling you exactly what's happening it just shows you and it rewards you when you pay attention and yes Oh, yeah, we get the return of the bomb guy in that scene, too. The- <laughs> yep. And of course, oh, we talk about things they got away with. I mean, we talk about lines, and if you read between the lines of, like, what the pirates are saying, what that means they've done, or, like, Tortuga, let's talk about the violence. Oh, my gosh, dude. Because, one, the pirates slitting people's throats. Two, uh, when Will and Elizabeth are fighting three of the pirates, and they shove a bomb in the rib cage of one and they push them into the shade so they're not skeletons anymore yeah i was like i'm sure that probably killed them in the end because when they were uncursed they were just body parts yep (laughs) but like wow well they actually allude to that because elizabeth's dad who's fighting a hand which is funny because once again you need some humor because disney they can't just let you they gotta cut the tension somewhere and uh when her dad's basically fighting for his life against the skeleton hand. And when the curse lifted and he looks in the drawer and it's just like, he's like, Oh, cause it's a normal hand. Yeah. And, uh, Oh yeah. That's a great gag. Also that actor, Jonathan price. He, I, I keep forgetting that he was, uh, the sparrow. Funny enough. He was the sparrow in game of Thrones. And yes. I, I was like, when I rewatched this, I was like, I know it's him. It's just my brain isn't processing it because he has that wig on. And then the moment and when... they're two vastly different characters. Of like very different... Oh my gosh. Like they couldn't be a complete 180. And the moment when they uh, completely... Like when they pulled his wig off and they reveal like, oh yeah, like he's, you know, he's balding and everything. I was like, there he is. That's the Jonathan Price I know. <laughs> like No, fair. I was like, and, uh... I recognize you now. I was like, I... I don't know why I wasn't piecing it together, even though I know that's who you are. And then the moment I saw you without hair, I was like, I'm just so used to seeing you without hair. Like, that literally explains everything. And yeah. oh, that, but, that was uh, just a fun little moment. That in the hand. I was like, great yeah. use of that character. Well, yeah, but like, so there's a way to break the tension because like, obviously there's a lot of death and fighting and everything going on. So you got to find a way to break that. And uh, they keep fighting. And I loved when... Uh, Jack is with Will and Barbosa, 
Jack looks over at Will, trying not to be like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And he's like, you'll break the curse at the opportune time. Yeah. They, the way they work <laughs> together on that was, uh, I just, I appreciate that because I was like, <laughs> this movie isn't out loud stating exactly what's going to happen or what they got to do. They just know and they show you. And yeah, uh, that's just one of the best and, parts about it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, and then there's the gr- the moment when Barbosa is just like, so what are we going to do, Jack? Fight until the world explodes? Until the end of time? Because it's like, we can't die. And, uh, and then Jack, because the whole movie, he has one shot in his pistol, and he has saved it for Barbosa. Mm-hmm. And just, I love the sequence when he just goes to... Sh- because Barbosa points his gun because he sees Will about to drop the curse, and Barbosa puts it, pieces together in his head what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not a stupid villain. He's not. I appreciate they didn't make him a Saturday morning cartoon villain where he gets like easily duped because yeah. he's not like that at all. Like Blazing <laughs> and, uh, Saddles when they push over the saloon yes. cutout, and he's like, "It's a fake. We've been duped." <laughs> yeah, it's not like that. Cause he sees will about to like potentially break the curse. And he points the gun at Elizabeth being like, don't. Mm-hmm. And you hear the gunshot and Elizabeth kind of eyes go wide thinking she got shot. But then Barbosa does. And of course he just looks at Jack going, really? <laughs> Are you serious? And bro, why'd you do that? <laughs> like, you waited 10 years. To do that. And of course, then Will drops it with his blood on the coin. And great moment. Like, that's why I think maybe they did a lack of blood. Because then when they would show a lot of it, it's really impactful. Right. Yeah. When like when, when she got stabbed. Yeah. You, you, well, like when they stabbed him in the um, the beginning of it. And, or when they're on the ship. And then like you see like yeah. a little bit. You're like, okay, so they have blood. But like it doesn't affect them. And then in this yeah. one, it's like, oh, no, he dead, dead. For now. Yeah, that's when he has the great lines. He's like, I feel cold. And he just falls over. Which, honestly, and, kind of an iconic line. Yeah. Because well, he said how he couldn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. That was part of the curse. You can't feel the wind or the water or anything. But and so, he finally got what he wanted. Not only was he uncursed, but he got to feel again. And that's yeah, cool. Long enough to die. He's <laughs> like, well, I mean, I guess that counts. Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, my favorite is Elizabeth and uh, Will are trying to have like a moment and Jack's just throwing stuff around trying to find cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like, There's a lot of gold here, guys. We're just going to ignore this. It's like, uh, <laughs> hello, anyone? Like, <laughs> are like y'all paying best, attention? The best line in the movie is we're about to kiss. Mm-hmm. And he tells like, well, you might want to go, you know, for your fiance, and she like walks away. Jack, covered in as much gold as he can possibly carry, just walks over to Will and goes, If you're looking for the opportune moment, that was it. And yeah. just walks off. Like, you failed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, you know, another couple things that we want to talk about. Um, and I just went brain dead, but <laughs> the, uh, the rum too, like the recurring thing of rum. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting about that. Cause I was like when they were marooned on the Island and they're like, well, I guess we'll just drink. I was like, yeah, you know what? Fair. 
Like, and also, and also the fact that she found out. Well, Elizabeth had a humbling moment that most adults know, but you know, uh, it's the you find out legends are sometimes that legends. It's not what actually happened. Right. That I mean, that's the whole gist of the movie is like everything is not always as it seems. And it, yeah. like, I literally just watched Braveheart the other day too, and how they're like, but William Wallace is 10 feet tall. And like the whole, like, yeah. And he shoots lightning bolts out of his buttocks. And, yeah. and, like, that's not necessarily the case. Like legend will always kind of stand above everything else. Like it's a, it's a one upsmanship all the way up. And yeah. uh, Paul Bunyan is a great example of modern legend. Yeah. Tall tales, uh, yeah. if you will. Yeah, well, that's why I get called because it just keep. It's like telephone, but the goal is to keep one upping the person before you. And uh, yeah, to your point of this, like cause when they drink, and I love the recurring thing where Jack's just like, "Hey, Elizabeth," she's like, "No, don't touch me." And, it's like, what do you think about? Uh, no, okay, all right. <laughs> and uh, in the morning when he wakes up and she's burning out, and to her to her credit. It was a good plan. Yeah. Make this giant smoke signal that will be easily seen. Yeah. And, uh, and smart. it works. Yeah. Smart. And, uh, and of course, Jack's just like, but why the rum? It's like, <laughs> well, I want to make a giant smoke signal, but why did you have to use the rum? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you going to come back for it? Big guy. Are you- <laughs> oh, I, my favorite is a recurring joke in the later movies. When like in the second one, she shows up and he looks like, he goes, ah, Elizabeth, Mr. Gibbs, hide the rum. <laughs> that in the in the second one when he's like why is the rum always gone like and then he stumbles he's like ah uh, that's why <laughs> oh, i get it now <laughs> it's it's just good moments like that and also like there was another part of this movie oh yeah when the um when jack's crew bails on him he's like but the yes. co- the, the code he the code. <laughs> <laughs> they're like now we're gonna go and that little flash she's like come on why won't you help me and then it's just her in a rowboat and she's like pirate stupid and the best part is yes and the best part about all of that too is like at the end when jack realizes they left he's just like i would have done the same he's like honestly (laughs) i won't know that against you yeah and he wasn't even mad about it because he's like i get it there's no honor amongst thieves yeah no he's like "Mm, uh, that's, that's part of the job (laughs) <laughs> and I love like when because of course when they capture him because they're like he's still a pirate he still has like a crime list a mile long yeah like when he's sentenced to be hung like when he's listing off all his crimes it goes on for a while yeah the <laughs> uh, pretended to be like a member of the Irish clergy and you just see him just go like <laughs> like a little <laughs> laugh I'm like yeah <laughs> he goes like laughing he's like ah oh, that was a good time and <laughs> Uh, it's like oh yeah i did do that (laughs) but um as it uh and of course you see the parrot so it's showing you the pirates are coming back for him and uh will turner doing his best cosplay of robin hood that's the only way i can describe that outfit and um that's that's accurate (laughs) and uh i love because it when they had the fight at the beginning of the movie when he was able to lock the door by throwing his sword in the right spot. Mm-hmm. When they did that again, when he did that to keep Jack from dying. 
Yeah, no, uh, that was cool. I was like, that's a nice little callback. That that's a callback. It's yeah. <laughs> well to show that it's a skill he has. So you're not just sitting there going, "Oh, that's BS." Yeah, you're like no, he's shown he can do this. Yeah, and uh, that that's kind of what I appreciate. It's like inherently, in a logical sense, it's completely impossible. But in this universe, he it's been shown that it can happen, and yes. it, it's just good writing too. I I appreciate that. Yeah, and of course, you know, Elizabeth, when she realizes what's happening, she oh, Will pretends to faint. <laughs> yeah, pretends to faint, and Will, of course, you know, uh, pleads his love to her. And as we were alluding to earlier, Norrington kind of takes the L in stride. Very graceful L taking by Norrington here. Until uh, uh, the sequels, like, of course, but... <laughs> well, 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 that's because there's a whole thing of, like, he gets kind of, like, consumed by, you know, trying to, like, work his way up mm-hmm. the ranks, and, right. like, when you lose the everything, it pir- becomes a different game. Yeah. Yeah. And he takes on the mentality of the only good pirate is a dead pirate. And uh, so, and Will like freeze Jack. Jack, of course, BSs his way out of there and only the way he can. And, uh, oh, Jack. <laughs> with his iconic line of this will be the day you remember that you almost caught. Captain Jack Sparrow. And then he fell. So, like yeah. the, the trip looks so genuine. That's one of my favorite things about it. Like it wasn't this over exaggerated. He was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it looked like that happened like Legiona take, and they're like, no, roll with it. That's perfect. <laughs> was he supposed to? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Run. No, it. I didn't like speak of when they were first reading off his crimes. To Jack Sparrow. He's like, Captain, Captain. <laughs> it's like, if you're gonna kill me, respect me. And, you better put some respect on my name, son. And he takes off to the ship, and uh, Norrington, like you said, I know that it cha- well, the reason why he changes in the second and third movie makes sense, mm-hmm. but like in this one, he very much is like, all right, cool, Elizabeth can do what she wants. Uh, they even tell the guys, he's like, we're not going to chase after Jack. We've been doing that for how long now? We'll give him a day. Yeah, he's like, guys, like, come on, I'm tired. How many times do we have to fail trying to catch this guy? I just got dumped, too, like, please. <laughs> this was a rough day for me. You don't know what I've been through. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, Jack finally gets back to the ship, and Court Elizabeth will finally kiss, uh, and Will accepts the fact he's a pirate, mm-hmm. and, uh, well, he's a good man, but can still be a pirate, you know? Yeah. No, it's true. You're right. And Jack gets back to the ship, kind of like, you know, sees up. And I love because it's also, the, I know the way the third movie ended. Except, of course, you know, he's in a dinghy versus an actual ship. Mm-hmm. But, like, he pulls out the compass and starts singing, you know, Pirate's Life for me. Yeah. And it goes right to credits, which is the perfect way to end a pirate movie. So good. I... Caleb, this movie owns. <laughs> like, I'm so glad we talked about this. Like, there wasn't really a, any precedent or anything for it. We're just like, dude, let's do pirates. And I was like, uh, that's a great idea. Let's yeah, do it. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Why not? Because I mean, it's like, I, I don't know. Like I said, just it takes a basic. I mean, Barbosa said it best. It's a ghost story. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. It, it's a. It's also like a great introduction to horror too. For, I think for a younger audience too, like if they're interested in that, like it serves as like this pathway to so many different opportunities. And 
I really appreciate that they like took the opportunity to number one, go all in on something and, you know, take essentially a huge risk, like $140 million, $300 million risk and to have it pay off. Like it's kind of crazy. Like it shouldn't have been possible and they did it. And I really hope that, you know, like something like this comes along again, where it's like the CGI that you use is excellent. And you still, when you have the opportunity, you use practical effects to add to the authenticity. And I just, I love that aspect of this movie. It's so Mm -hmm. authentic to being a labor of love. Like in terms of historical accuracy, absolutely not. But there's also ghost pirates in this. So like, I was also, yeah, you're dealing with curses and yeah, like (laughs) let's, let's be real here. Like guys, come on. And I loved that everyone just shows up and feels like they're having a great time, but not making fun of the movie that they're in. They don't feel like they're above the movie. They really want to do this movie. And and I love that. And that's why to your point of like, there's a ton of movies, like more than we could list where they have an iconic one or two characters. This is one of those movies where it's like, everyone's an iconic character. Right. Like I, the fact that I could even name like some of the side characters, I was like, that's a pretty good identifier of how good your movie is. And I'm just, I'm over the moon about it. I kind of want to watch, uh, now that I've seen all the recent ones, I kind of want to watch on stranger tides, maybe dead men tell no tales. I will see, (laughs) we'll see. But like, (laughs) I'm like, that's a lot of movies still. That's like five hours of commitment for those two movies alone. So like, we'll see, (laughs) but I'm, I'm super thrilled about this. It's, you know, Disney really took a chance and, you know, when they do stuff like this and it works like, dude, very few people do it as well as they do. And I really appreciate that. So I'm glad we got this. I'm glad we watched it. It's on Disney Plus. If anyone's curious, if you have Disney Plus, it is on there. And yeah, no, it's, it's a great, it's a thrilling, fun movie. If you're in the mood for something that's going to really lighten your mood and just get you excited, like, Obviously, you've probably already seen this movie, but like it goes without saying, like remind yourself how fun it is, right? Because like it, it is hype as every time. Like uh, Hans Zimmer, who just nailed the soundtrack for this, like every time the pirate theme kicks in, you get hyped. Yeah, it's like it's impossible not to. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with that more. I've actually seen uh, the performance of this live. I, I saw Hans Zimmer do like a live performance so i number one i saw like the the man of steel theme Ooh, it's good uh (laughs) like especially live and the pirates theme which is the one that i like had known most commonly like obviously he's done you know dozens of of others but you know this one in particular i think is one of the best ever and he had this this young woman who just played the cello and just absolutely killed it and i was like dude this is pretty special like you don't get to see something like this pretty often. And like also just the nostalgia factor of knowing like this is from one of my favorite like childhood like movies, like even just all time movies at this point. But yeah, being able to experience that, I was like, God, I feel very fortunate. And it's just cool, man. It, it's such like a great experience. There's so many things going right in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in conclusion, just watch this movie if you haven't already. And if you have, you might as well watch it again. Caleb, is there yeah. anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> Honestly, that's about the best way to put it. It's like, if you haven't, well, depending on your age, I'll be very curious as to why. Yeah. But if you, but 
there's never a bad reason to just put it on because it's a good popcorn movie. Like I said, it's just fun. You can, and you'll, the stuff that's meant to be funny, you will laugh at. I mean, it's just, it, it hits on all cylinders and just always a fun time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. I think that's a pretty excellent summary of it. Guys, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We are in your web browser. We're in Anchor. We're everywhere. You can't hide from us. And we love doing what we do. And we appreciate that you guys continue to listen. I'm sure you probably know if you've listened to some of our other podcasts. We really appreciate you guys. We do this, you know, just because we love it. So mm -hmm. thanks for joining us on this super fun journey. Keep listening. Keep being awesome. And remember, I'm Austin Cook. And I'm Caleb McLemore. We are the Internet World Order. We will see you guys soon. Avast me hearties, yo-ho.